Many years, the wheat market's not a very exciting market, um, but it has certainly been, there's been a lot of excitement the last two or three years. And, you know, you wonder sometimes how much more can we stand, but. That is Stephen Nicholson, and I'm Craig Lester from Rural Roots Canada, where we amplify Canadian agriculture. In this episode, I chat with Nicholson, who is the Global Sector Strategist Grain and Oilseed for Rabobank, as to what we can expect in terms of wheat prices as producers move into harvest. Yeah, it's the wheat market, you know, you know, many years the wheat market's not a very exciting market, um, but it has certainly been, there's been a lot of excitement the last two or three years, and, you know, you wonder sometimes how much more can we stand, but, you know, I think the wheat market, I'm I'm still friendly prices. I think the prices are going to be uh, remain at these levels, maybe a little elevated yet, because you've got a number of issues around wheat that is certainly a challenge. When you look both at you know overall stocks of wheat in the world, you look at them here in Canada as well, and you look at exporter stocks around the globe. You know they've been on a multi-year decline, and then you think about let's kind of walk around the globe quickly, and you think about. You know, we know what the situation here is Canada. It's been dry. Certainly we've had rain over the last, over the last this week, we've had some rain here in Saskatchewan, uh, but it's still dry. I mean, you look at drought monitor maps, it still shows drought in these areas. You look, start looking at subsoil moisture, moist, soil moisture, not a good situation. You don't have, we don't have much to draw on. So I think you have to be a little concerned about what this crop looks like when it's all said and done. Obviously we know what the winter wheat crop was like in the States not a good situation we'll have to wait again similar to canada where the spring wheat crop is both term and hard hrs how does that turn out i think we have to be concerned and then you look you know we certainly know argentina had a bad crop this year you go to europe and europe was all excited going to have a big crop a rebound from last year and it will be a bigger crop than last year but that crop has continued to be scaled back because it's gotten so hot there you know late in the season and then you think about what's happening in Australia. Australia is now going to have a much more pedestrian wheat crop, you know, normal, let's put it that way, you know, that mid 20 million metric ton area versus the nearly 40 million metric tons they've had the last three years. So that opens up, op, you know, opportunities, I believe, for the Canadian export market to come into Asia. Won't be immediate because there'll be some carryover from Australia. But the fact is, Australia is not going to have, you know, that. The rebound and then you think about el nino and think about india and that southern asia area southeast asia and you think about palm oil and rice um that also gives you a little pause for concern uh, granted monsoon has been a little late this year it hasn't been a, you know it certainly hasn't been a disaster but you see public meteorologists are saying it's going to be okay you look at some of the private meteorologists and their view is maybe it's not going to be as is you know big as typical and so you have to be i think we have to watch india as well those are those are the areas i think we all have to be careful of and and the fact is that you just don't see a buildup in stocks puts keeps that weak market and oh by the way the black sea grain initiative has gone and that's that has continued to be disruptive to the wheat market so wheat wheat prices to me if nothing else they will be volatile but i do think they'll be hung up kind of in these the area that we're in right now and that's where my next question was going to go was in regards to the Black Sea in, in Ukraine. And uh, I guess yeah. any anything there that you wanted to add in regards to the latest with the, with that deal ending? Yeah, no, it's a good question. And, and I think we always have to be careful about where that goes. Um, I think a couple things to think about. Certainly, Ukraine is much more diversified in their ability to ship than they were 
previous to the war where that was 90% from the Black Sea ports. Um, they have diversified that and looking at that today for this crop year, we see about 60% of the corn wheat is being shipped through other alternative areas like the Danube quarter, for example, or up through Europe into the, you know, the north, into the Baltic Sea area, off those ports. So that certainly will ease a little bit of the pain. But I do think, you know, so that still leaves, you know, 40% of their exports that won't be available, you know, directly out of the Black Sea. There's going to be a lot of pressure, I think, political pressure, both from, I think China will exert, exert some of this. I do think there'll be political pressure out of, you know, African nations who need wheat from that area. And then on top of that, the NGOs will be very active politically trying to put this piece, this, this agreement back together um, because it's important. Uh, so I think watch it. I think right now, though, we're, you know, a lot of buyers got ahead of this. We, the market knew it was coming. Buyers didn't. So they've stocked up and there's inventories in place. But as we get down the road, three to six months, buyers will have to come back to the marketplace. And so do they come back to the Black Sea? Do they come back to other areas of the world, which will be supportive to prices as we go forward? What are we seeing in terms of oil, uh, with oil seeds? Yeah, interesting. We'll focus here on Canada on the canola side. Obviously, the weather, you know, I think we have to be a little bit cautious to, you know, say this is a bumper canola crop coming on. It's certainly out there. Um, we certainly have the area to have the acres out there for this. But, you know, the other thing that's happened in the last, really in the last six months is we've seen the plants that are proposed here in, in Canada. Uh, Richardson's is that's a that's a likely that's all done that plant's going to come on schedule as planned cargill the 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 kind of the word on the street is that cargill has paused this plant in in yorkton uh because of expenses in that you know it was originally budgeted for a certain amount and that that's really nearly doubled in cost and so i think they will pause that plant waiting to see if construction costs material costs labor costs come back a little bit make that plant a little bit more palatable than what it you know what it is right now when you think about you know cirrus obviously canceled their plant but you've got bungie viterra plant has been proposed out there we understand there's not many dirt turned on that plant but now with the bungie viterra acquisition um, or merger however you want to characterize it you know there's other things that they have to worry about so you'd have to be concerned that plant maybe not be on it may be on schedule at some point down the road but certainly not on the original schedule um, as I said, Cirrus is out. You have the AGT plant that no one seems to know what's happening there with that plant. No dirt has been turned, there's my understanding. So I would be questioning if that plant will ever happen. And then you have LDC, Dreyfus came back here late, kind of late to the game and, and announced a plant uh, with, the cons with what they proposed in the cost um, and looking at what they would have to pay for that plant today. I think that plant would also, in my mind, would be called into question as to whether it will be built as well. So rather than potential five and a half to six million metric tons in, you know, increase in canola crushing capacity in the States or here in, in Canada, I think it's also closer to the two, you know, probably have that two to three million metric tons expansion. Um, so that will, that will, that's still good. And I think that will be good for producers. They'll have they'll have a buyer for canola, but it also does uh, open up the fact that there'll be more canola available for export off the West Coast into the Asian market as Canada has done in the past. What have you seen in terms of, I guess, the raw agricultural product processing uh, situation in Canada in general? Like, there's some areas like I'll, I go down to Lethbridge sort of thing. We're seeing food processing facilities 
popping up left, right, and center in, in different for different crops. And then you talk about like Olly Mall and what you're talking about with with some of the plants being put on hold. What what's the overall sense uh, you're getting? Yeah, it's a good question. I think there's it depends a little on sector. If we want to talk about protein, you know, plant-based protein as well, the peas. Um, you know, it's interesting when you and we'll talk about that for a minute. When we look at plant-based protein and of course all the excitement around that and the opportunity there and people say it's going to you know it's going to grow and and then you start to look at producers and say well let's see if there's been any expansion in production and the reality is it hasn't at you know to be generous at flat at best it's flat Mm -hmm. and so then you have to kind of question your answer and go well how much how much growth is there there and i think that's where the you know canadian processors in that field are going you know it's been a good business been a solid business but it hasn't the growth has not happened as we thought and so i think there's a you know i think people are trying to figure out what where's that business go here going forward we talked about canola um but you look at food processes in general generally is strong uh the consumer is certainly you know doing that but at the same time i think you'll see my my sense is there's a bit of going to be a bit of pause on 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 the building of new plant processing facility or i'm so you know commodity processes just because of cost is that that cost has gone up so much and it, part of it is to get it normalized. I get that, but the sense is you've got to be able to make a return on that. And at these, except you know, inflated prices on construction, that's just not going to be possible. Thanks to Stephen Nicholson from Rumble Bank for taking time to discuss the grain markets for Rural Roots Canada. I'm Craig Lester, amplifying Canadian agriculture.